Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including Lamar Jackson requesting a trade and the team that spent all last week visiting him. We have news on that. We're also going to discuss the Dallas Mavericks' recent woes as they lost back-to-back games over the weekend against the Charlotte Hornets and are now Three and seven with when Kyrie and Luca are on the floor together. But first, LeBron James made his return to the LA Lakers on Sunday after missing over four weeks with a torn tendon, we now know. The team went eight and five without him. They're now in a battle with OKC for a you know play in seeding. They did beat OKC before LeBron got there. But uh King James came off the bench last night for 18 points. But L.A. ended up falling to Patrick Beverly and the Chicago Bulls. Coop, you and I texted quite a bit about this this weekend. While I get chat up on screen, I'm going to let you discuss that. Yeah, so I get a meme at 8 in the morning. (laughs) The league is messed up. The king is back. And it's a LeBron James meme. And I said, he's going to make his team worse. Garbage player. Most of this was me just not liking LeBron, and so I was making fun of him. And then I proceeded to go, it's MJ, Kobe, then Steph. <laughs> Got a how dare you put a Warriors player in there. Not a real Grizzly fan. He's he doesn't not. have to jump from a super team to super team to try and win. He just does it. And then he sent me another LeBron James mean. An hour and a half later, not LeBum coming back and losing to the Bulls. He's a hater. I'm just saying, LeBron comes back and his team is worse, so. I'll well, say that much. He gave up 118 you, to the Bulls. Do you want to know why his team was worse? He gave up 118 to the Bulls. That's why his team was worse. No, because Anthony Davis goes from an MVP candidate to shooting eight shots. Anthony Davis shrunk. I, I'm not – I don't want to bash him. LeBron came off the bench. Yes, I get it. He only had 18 points. But, AD, how can you only get eight touches? I don't know if it was Darvin Ham's game plan yeah. or just AD not being aggressive. But AD was playing at you know, as a top ten player – in this league at that yeah. level with LeBron out, which is why they were 8-5, and five, and now LeBron comes back and AD falls back into the same old bullshit that he was on all last year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's similar. I'm obviously not about to compare Jaron Jackson Jr. to Anthony Davis, but as soon as John Morant was out, Jaron Jackson Jr. looked like the all-star, all-NBA type Facts. guy. I mean, averaging basically 30 points, like – probably five, six rebounds, like was playing out of his mind, shooting it like 75% from the field. Right. John Morant comes back. Mm-hmm. Jaron still is awesome, right? but he's not scoring 30. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess it's one of those things that, like, yeah, as far as perspective goes, like, AD's not the number one player on that team, even with LeBron out. I just wish he would play like he is because now with LeBron aging, I, I'm not going to say, look, LeBron's still a top five player yeah. in this league. I don't say that. But Anthony Davis needs to play like it, too. He needs yeah. to play like he did in 2020, and we have not seen it since then, except with LeBron out. Now can they both coexist at the same time? How's LeBron going to look? Uh, there were some interesting quotes after the game, I oh, should no. say. Um, LeBron was pretty irritated with the loss, especially the Chicago Bulls and Patrick Beverly holding his nose at well, Shannon Sharp. Well, every game Sharp. matters. Well, every game matters, every apparently. Every game matters, Jay. By the way, did you see Patrick Beverly holding his nose at Shannon Sharp? I saw the too little. The too little see, one is dope the, as hell, too. I didn't see anything else. I did see the too little. Um, LeBron was asked about you know the doctors and everything he visited. He said he went to the LeBron James of feet. I did see this. And he also said the doctors told him that he healed faster than anybody they've ever seen. Than before. anybody. Because I'm the god of anything. Now, I can't stand I, him. now on this podcast, I pose as a LeBron fan. Really, I'm indifferent. I just do it to piss you off. <laughs> but hearing like he heals faster than anybody I've ever seen, I'm gonna have to call a cap on that. I know yes. that's corny, but I think if he healed faster, he would have to have. I, I don't know. Something in Germany. Yeah, he went to Germany and got that Tim Duncan uh, adding 10 years to my career surgery. Yeah. Um, But this was all – you had two doctors tell you you needed to get season-ending surgery. You didn't want to hear that. And so you went to the LeBron doctor, and he said your foot was fine. LeFoot steroids. He's probably going to ruin his foot because of this. Yeah, hopefully hopefully he's all right because I do want to see this Lakers team. But, I mean, it's been all season, L.A. and Golden State. When are they going to turn it on? When are they going to turn it on? Are you going to believe this 75-game sample size – of mediocrity to below mediocrity, or are you going to just look at the names, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Anthony Davis, list goes on and on, Klay Thompson, and just believe in that in the playoffs. Because you look up top, 
And I get, I would not be scared of Denver, but I look at a team like the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's change the subject. Six in a row. Yeah. Through all this shit, everybody wrote the entire season off when Ja Morant went down. He goes down, they win five, or they, excuse me, they win three straight leading up to his return. Now they've won three straight with him back on the court. You were in the building on Sunday in Atlanta with Gucci Gucci Mane performing at halftime with the parade not stopping in that city. Jaw's first start. Coop, tell me about your experience in the ATL this weekend. So obviously, this was my first time ever going to State Farm Arena. Um, From the outside, you really, I was like, I had really low expectations from the outside. I'd heard a lot, like Atlanta's a really cool stadium. But Mm -hmm. like from the outside, it just looks like a rundown building. And so I walk in, and there's obviously three levels. We were pretty high up, but I didn't Mm -hmm. care because it was honestly still a nice seat. Right. As far as like, because I didn't even look at the Jumbotron. I was watching the game. But like, you walk in there, and it's it's so nice like yeah. it's super nice and everything there was a lot of grizzly fans a lot it sounded like it on tv in. yeah um because i even texted you john morant had more cheers during when he came out for his warm-ups before the game so 25 minutes before the game then trey young that city hates during, trey young i don't oh, blame I him <laughs> well th- look any hawks fans in their starting lineup nothing it was like yeah. radio silence but for john morant everyone was going berserk mm-hmm. when they would chant defense all the kids in there were going oh so like obviously a lot of the kids there love John Morant so like that's a big influence but game was incredible it was way too close for my liking because you know I have a reputation yeah. to uphold I, I haven't lost at a Grizzlies game in like two years so I mean no, I, I couldn't afford to do it I now know, I but, know you are good uh, luck charming Jaron Jackson Jr. was awesome that block he had on John Collins it was nasty was insane oh dude everybody around me that's clear and foul I'm like Dude, he palmed the ball. And then they reversed yeah, it. Yeah, he palmed the ball. The fact that we got two texts after that, though, was pretty funny. I want to say this about the Atlanta Hawks. I saw their starting five graphic come up whenever the Grizzlies game started, and I was like, how is this team bad? Oh, I know. Trey Young. They're so mid. Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella, DeJounte Murray. I, the DeJounte Murray thing has never fit, but then Bogdanovich coming off your bench, Quinn Snyder's your coach. And then the game starts. I'm like, oh, this is why. They're all traffic cones on defense, oh. including DeJounte Murray. His defense is the most overrated yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life because, you know, you and I have said this, Jaws went for 50 yeah. and also 47 against DeJounte. I just – they can't defend anything. The Grizzlies should have ran out with this game, but rebounding. Offensive rebounding, yeah. Offensive rebounding and t- bad cross-court turnovers. Yeah, there was a lot of sloppy play. I really thought it would shape up. Like, I was like, oh, it's just the first quarter. It's sloppy first quarter. It's going to be right. fine. Mm-hmm. And then – they just kept hanging on. I'm like, how many rebounds does Clint Capella have? Yeah. He, his, the first time he checked out of the game, so first quarter, the man already had 12 rebounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clint Capella ate us on the offensive glass. He did. And that's the game where you sit there and you're like, we win this game by 30 if Steven Adams is on the court. Need Steven like, Adams. I love Xavier Tillman, but he would fit perfectly in the Atlanta Hawks organization because he too is a traffic cone. Exactly. Um, but. At the end of the day, the reason we pulled that one out is offensively we were just – we were mm-hmm. able to keep going with them. Like, they would make runs, we would respond right back, which is what – I am glad we saw that because at the end of the day, this team is still capable of doing something to you. I mean, Trey Young's capable of going for 30 night in, night out. He did it basically last night. The thing – so that was my first time seeing Trey Young in person. I, I think you've seen him before, right. haven't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously you go in there expecting scoring. He got half of his points from the free throw line, so that was nothing to write home about. His passing. passing. Those alley-oops, dude. I kid you not, Xavier Tillman's hand would be right here, and he the ball would just barely get over. Like It's like he knows exactly how high that person can jump. Incredible passer, and his mid-range ability is amazing yeah. with the floater. It, that's what gets underrated. We see all these long shots from Trey Young, but his mid-range and uh, passing ability is incredible. Yeah, his passing was incredible. Clint Capella was awesome. Aneka Okongwu is awesome. Our boy DeAndre Hunter did not have a great game. No, he didn't. He did hit that three late, and I was like, really, dog? <laughs> you haven't made anything <laughs> – all day. Right. I was hyping you up to Leah all day, and yeah. you've been garbage. Yeah. And now you're going to try to beat my team. <laughs> One more thing about the Lakers. Um, do you think – is there any way they fall out of this plan? Me, I say – I say no. I, I say no because of a team we're going to discuss later in the podcast, yeah, the Dallas Mavericks. I agree. Dallas and I, I'm not confident Portland – Portland's probably going to be eliminated in the next few games because they're Yeah, I tanking. think they already are close um, to it, yeah. They're tanking. The Jazz are right there still, but they're – I feel like a game and a half back with only eight games left is a lot. Like, right. obviously, I know it's not. Like, a mm-hmm. lot of things can happen. But they're on a three-game losing streak. They're four and six in their last six. It kind of looks like Utah's like, all right, mm-hmm. 
we we sh- we've we know what we have as far as personnel in house right now mm-hmm. with Walker Kessler making a name. Potentially, he's probably going to be. I'd put him third or fourth in Rookie of the Year right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's had more blocks than Rudy Gobert in less minutes. Yeah, just saying. And then you obviously Lori Markkinen being an All Star. I don't see the Lakers fall into one of those teams. I don't either. Like it's I it's don't. not feasible. I think the Lakers do stay in. Um, They're going to have to win two. Yeah, they are going to have to win two. And it, I, I look at the two they have to beat. They can beat the Pelicans. Um, the Timberwolves is where it gets interesting. I, I don't know. That new look kind of squad is playing better, I think, especially with now Carl Anthony Towns back. But I do think the Lakers, if they fall to a 9 or 10, they are capable of winning two. But I'm, I'm not writing it in, penciling in, because, look, it's basketball. It's different than football. It's yeah. Anything can happen when you throw that basketball up. Um, but, yeah, I think they definitely do make the play in. Back to the Grizzlies real, real quick. In Atlanta, I did text you that little baby was courtside. John Morant met up with baby yeah. after the game, signed a jersey, gave it to him. And I commented on the Grizzlies uh, post. I said something to prove. Little baby song, John Morant's got something to prove. It made me happy. Oh, that's nice. That's uh, nice. Uh, oh, the funniest part about little baby last night, bro. So you texted me that, and I was like <laughs> – Every quarter they were like, so-and-so's here at the Hawks game. Yeah. And they would look up and smile and wave and everything like that. Like, yeah. it was a country music star and then two, like, rappers that I've never heard of. What I were the names? I don't ask. I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> like, they put them up there and I looked at Leo. I was like, are those people real? <laughs> it's <was> like, <laughs> so, I don't know. And then Lil Baby in the fourth quarter, they're like, Lil Baby's in the house. <laughs> he probably showed up in the fourth quarter. Little baby, probably, because that dude is late to everything. His own concerts. I bet little baby showed up like midway through the third. I would Three people surprised. literally go, and he goes. <laughs> I was like, bro, you had, you did not care one bit about Pro- that shout out. Probably ISL or whatever. Oh my gosh, it was so who, funny. Who but then I saw uh, little baby and John <laughs> hook up after the game. I was like, that is so funny. Yeah. This man, like. They scream, little babies in the house. Everybody's <laughs> cheering and then <laughs> just staring down. Gucci Man coming out at half was a shock. I'll be honest. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. Uh, what are the odds that Jod and Little Baby went to Magic City that night? <laughs> thank God we've been flying out. Yeah, thank God we're flying But maybe out. the night before, who knows? Jod literally got asked, any changes to your inner circle? Nah. John must have went at halftime because, I mean, he came out a little late at the after. <laughs> That first half, he looked like he went to Magic City yeah. Saturday night. It was that first half was rough on all accounts. Yeah. I think thank the Lord we had Bain and Luke Kennard because they kept us in that game. Yeah. But. Speaking of Luke Kennard, he broke the NBA record for three point percentage in a game against the Rockets on Friday. Was ten of eleven from three. Luke Kennard's been a sniper. I don't know what the hell the LA Clippers were thinking. They traded a missing piece to a contender in their own conference and then picked up Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So thank you Clippers because Luke Kennard could be the missing piece for the Memphis squad. I want to see if I can find it. I'm not too far from it. But Mm -hmm. uh, they showed like the true shooting stats and the top seven, it's Luke Kennard at number one with like 74% shooting and the rest are all big men Mm because all they shoot is – Oh, here it is. Uh, True shooting percentage in the NBA this season. Luke Kennard, 74%. Dwight Powell at 73.7. Daniel Gafford, Walker Kessler, Nikola Jokic, Drew Eubanks, Nick Claxton, and Mason Plumlee. All of those are big men that all they do is catch lobs. And Luke, all he does is shoot threes. All he does is shoot threes. My God. Hopefully he can keep it going, bro. Hopefully he can keep it going. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream right now. Uh, it would be very much appreciated. Let's get into the next topic. Dallas Mavericks, man. Three and seven yeah. with Luca and Kyrie. Overall, they are now seven and thirteen since the trade. Yeah. Which is absolutely terrible. You and I talked about last week the Brooklyn Nets since the Kyrie trade have been better than the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. They're now um have the tenth worst record. I was looking at the ringer.com. Shout out Kevin O'Connor. He said the Luca Kyrie disaster may force the Dallas Mavericks to tank. He said at 36 and 39, the Mavs have the league's 10th worst record. They're currently one game back from the play in tournament and two and a half games back from a guaranteed postseason seed. Sure, the playoffs aren't out of reach, but they're also three and a half away from having the sixth worst record, which would give them 37% chance to get a top four pick and a 9% chance to get the first pick featuring. Victor Webinyama. And he'd be perfect for Luka. It's not happening. I'm not even... It's not happening, but we were just talking about the Lakers. The first half of the season, the Lakers are one of the worst defenses in the league. Yes. Since LeBron's been hurt and they've been after this all-star break, they've been the best defense in the league. Jared Vanderbilt, yeah. Last night, they allowed 
uh, or not Buffalo, (laughs) Chicago Bulls to shoot, I think, 46% from three. Right. You're not winning a game allowing that. Dallas lets that happen night in, night out. Mm -hmm. Dallas's defense is abysmal. Yeah. Abysmal. And you look at Portland, horrible defense. Rockets, Spurs, horrible defenses. Oklahoma City, like, they've been awesome this year, but their defense is still rat. Like, the only team that succeeded this year and had as bad of a defense as the teams we're talking about down here is the Sacramento Kings. Exactly. And at the end of the day, in the playoffs, you will get caught if you're allowing too many points tonight because there's going to be one slow night. Like, it just happens. When a team can scheme against you all every single night for seven straight games, something will go down. Right. And so – the bad defenses are typically not going to be a playoff team or a championship team. No, and that was the thing when it started. What the hell are they thinking defensively? I go back to Mark Cuban running to a camera immediately after the (laughs) trade happening saying, a reporter just asked a simple question, why did you make this trade? And he goes, we had one of the best ball handlers in the league in Luka Doncic. Now we have the second best in Kyrie Irving. Makes zero sense. At the time of the trade, now you take a big swing, trade away pieces like Dorian Finney-Smith, and you're going to get nothing for it because Kyrie is going to walk. I guarantee Kyrie is not a Dallas Maverick next year. You and I didn't think he was even after, like yeah. a game or two after the trade, but much less now you're 7-13 and 13 in total with him there. Yeah, Kyrie's going to be in L.A. or Phoenix, I think. I don't know necessarily where he would be, but he's not going to be in Dallas. No. I-, I can almost guarantee that. Not at all. <laughs> like, he's... They just not looked good together. We, we've we said it from the beginning. This is one of the rare times that Jack and I make a bold statement and it works out for our, our favor. Exactly. But offensively, it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Defensively, you've already been bad. You got worse. Like, it, in what world does that resonate to wins? Yeah. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you see where they are. Now, in my opinion, you're. I don't think you're going to – Jump the Lakers. I don't think you're going to jump the Thunder. I don't think you're ju- going to jump the Pelicans as bad as they've been. All the teams are better. Yeah. The teams that are ahead of Dallas are better than them. Yep. yep. It's crazy. It's tough. I mean, it, I, I thought they were going to fall, but not that fall. Out of the yeah. play in. I mean, weren't they like the four seed when they did that trade? Yeah, I think they, they were four like five, or, five. or six. Yeah. yeah. You're in the playoffs, like solid in the playoffs, and you're out of the play in. I get it was jumbled up, but I mean, That's seriously. Bad. The That's, Lakers did not have LeBron. <laughs> like, come That's, on. Pelicans haven't had Zion, and they're still somewhat exactly. managed. Granted, they had a, they fell off a cliff, but yeah. like, you can't expect a team that was the number one CBS of a guy to stay the number one seed without that guy. Exactly. And their second best guy. And you're playing Reggie Bullock 40 minutes a night because he's the only like <laughs> type of defender yeah. that you have. It's I don't it's know. Bad. I don't understand it, man. It's bad. Um, let me see. So, but I, I did mention the back-to-back losses against the Hornets, right? Yeah, yeah. which okay. is – Abysmal in itself. Yeah. I think that's about all I had on Dallas. Something else interesting did happen over the weekend, by the way. I don't know. Um, my mom watches 60 Minutes, and this was, like, in headlines all day, and thank God I'd watched it last night. But she was like, hey uh, – she had, like, yelled at me. She was like, hey, do you want to watch this piece on Charles Barkley with me? I was like, yeah, sure. I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> Charles Barkley, they were doing, like, a feature on him – on 60 Minutes, and Barkley just randomly calls out Kevin Durant. Oh, no. And during the interview, Barkley said that Durant was very sensitive and added that he's part of that generation who think they can't get criticized. Of course, KD, being on Twitter, hearing about this, he tweeted, this ain't getting tiring, Chuck. I'll never get the respect. The words that come out of your mouth, fam, or I'll never respect the words that come out of your mouth, fam. Just deal with it. <laughs> like it, Where did that come from? I don't know. And Am I missing something? Do they not li- have they not liked each other ever? No, they've not liked each other okay. ever. Why? Yeah. What's wrong? I don't know if you've seen that video of I've seen the one where he like asked him a question, he goes, Yeah. <laughs> Head down, Chuck just keeps staring at the screen waiting for more response. And then Shaq, like you fan over Shaq's buzz all laughing. <laughs> I've seen that one, but I just thought that was him being just short. Yeah. I didn't know, like, they had beef. I was like, I don't know. KD, of course, seeing that and tweeting back is hilarious, oh, too. Like, KD's a savage. Yeah, KD is a savage. I knew he was going to bark back at him, but it was like, whatever. Because yeah. Barkley also got asked about Jordan because him and Jordan aren't tight because Barkley criticized him owning the Charlotte Hornets and them being terrible. Yeah, they're garbage. And Jordan stopped calling him. And the guy asked, are you going to apologize to Michael Jordan, Charles? And he goes, he's got my number. <laughs> I lost it. Chuck walks around like he won seven rings. Oh, no. Like I'm, I love him so, to death. I think I think Charles Barkley and uh, Shaquille O'Neal are the funniest thing on sports television. But right. like Chuck walks around like he won seven rings. 
Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. He walks around like he won seven of them. So does yeah, Kendrick Perkins, but does. I love Perk too. Yeah, shout out Big Perk, man. That's so funny. But shout out Kevin Durant. Yeah, I had to mention that real quick. 76ers, I, I want to talk about them a little bit because this was a team. I was listening to um, our friends at Through the Wire podcast, and they were saying, I feel like every time it's Philly's year, something goes awry. You look yeah. at the one-year number one seed, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, they get knocked out by that triple doink on top of the rim. Yeah. And basically the Raptors go on to win the championship because the Warriors got injured. If the 76ers, that doesn't happen, they likely win the championship. Yep. Now James Harden has Achilles soreness. Yep. James Harden is set to make his return tonight against the Nuggets, participated in shoot-around this morning, and remains on track to return. However, Achilles soreness is very worrisome. Yeah. And now the Sixers are ruling out Joel Embiid with a calf injury against Nikola Jokic. Embiid attempted to work out this morning, but team is taking a precautionary approach. Yeah, I did read this because I lost my playoffs in fantasy basketball because James Harden and Luca Roma are the entire week. <laughs> um, I, I literally, James he, was having such a good season oh, I know. too, bro. So, yeah, and you think I'm joking? I lost by 150. Oh, you put no. Luca and James, and just for two games, I win. Yeah, like it's yeah, literally that. So I did see this. Um, a, I'll start with Joel. Um, he's had an incredible season. Yeah. If you asked me today, I'd probably vote him for MVP. I would too. Yeah, like if you and I got to sit down and vote for MVP, he would have my number one vote. I would too. Um, because what he does night in night out is insanity, and the fact that. He's a guy that people always just say, he's injury prone. He's never going to be able to go a whole season. And at the end of the day, nobody really plays 82 games anymore. Like, it's just not normal, except mm-hmm. for, like, role player guys. Right. He's played almost every game this year. He has been in the lineup night in, night out, consistently putting up basically 30 and 15, it feels like. Yeah. For him to get a night off, I'm fine with. I hate that it's against Nicole Jokic on yeah, TV MVP because that would be awesome MVP, to yeah. see tonight on uh, TV. But, like, James Harden and the Keeleys. That's never a word you want to see. You don't ever want to see hamstrings, Achilles, groins, ACL. Because, like, ever. bro, his last two runs last year, it was something similar. I think it was a hamstring or quad. He couldn't go against Miami like he could. And then you look at the Brooklyn Nets run, it was a hamstring yep. against the Milwaukee Bucks. If, if KD had any help in that series, Brooklyn Nets, I mean, that's rewriting a story. Yeah. And now you're looking at an Achilles going into this year's playoffs. He's going to play. Yeah. He's going to play, but is he going to be 100%? I don't know, and I, like you said, it's just so sad because this team really, we've been talking about this team in such a light, we're like, man, they are awesome right now. I have them above the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics have been I got Milwaukee and then Philly. Yeah, and it's just sad because you're like, golly, they're right there. Like, Mm -hmm. they have it. Figure it out. They just can't get over the hump. Yeah. And so, I hate that for them. I do hope it's nothing more than just like, he was sore, we're just going to play precaution with it, with James Harden, but. If history tells us anything, if it's something messed up, he typically can't go full. That's and so, like, right. and you need him to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he's not the guy that's doing step back, making people fall down threes 20 times a game, exactly. he's still facilitating that offense and making it run. Yeah. So, like, it's dis- disappointing for them. But I hope he's good to go because, like you said, I, I, I'd put them at probably my second – team in the east right now and that james harden joel and b pick and roll is the best by far in the league yeah and james is not the mvp candidate but he's the perfect thing next to joel and b because he leads the league in assists i mean it was just a perfect fit this year they added pj tucker to anthony melton their their bench was a lot deeper i think they had a real shot to beat the bucks if james harden's not healthy they're not even beating the celtics and they may struggle against the Cavs. yeah being serious i agree um, I do. Let's go to chat real quick. Mr. asked, do you think Luca is at fault for losing all these games? I don't. No. I don't at all. By the way, did you see his post game interview where he said he's really not enjoying the game of yeah, basketball he's anymore? Like, the joy of basketball has been sucked out. He goes, at the end of the day, winning does a lot for that. But like, we're not doing that. No, nope. it's sad. I, do you <sighs> read into that anymore? Is that he's miserable? I, I is I, that you know he's miserable. A leave. Like, I'm not talking about next summer. I'm just talking about a couple years down the line. Hey, Dallas. I want to trade. You got one or two more years. I know. He's not He's not going to play the Dame game where he stays and is loyal to the soil for forever. He's going to eventually. Especially with the owner that sprints yeah. to a camera. I mean, <laughs> If they don't fix this, he won't be there in the next three years. I agree. I don't think. Like, it's one of those things like, yeah, you made a trade, but it was a garbage trade for your team. Exactly. Like, if you traded and got – like I've said it again, I think Porzingis and 
uh, Brunson made this team better than what Kyrie has done. Right. And I, that's not a shot at Kyrie. It's just a fit. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. You just need somebody that fits with him. Like, I'm just trying to think of somebody who's probably cheap. Like, a Daniel Gafford, honestly, would have been a better trade for Luka than a Kyrie Irving would have been. Yeah. Somebody that and can defend the rim would, and rebound. You would still have Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. Because all you really pulled from that Western Conference team was an all-star caliber Jalen Brunson. But outside of that, they're still a middle-of-the-pack team. Now they're out of the play-in. Yeah. And I mean, you have no vision for the future. And let's just look at Jalen Brunson's team. Oh, they're sitting right there at the five seed. Been awesome all year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jalen Brunson's a great player. And granted, you and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember what and you Brunson said about said, it. And Brunson said, he goes, I wish it would have gone down. He yeah. was willing to fi- sign a four-year, $54 million deal. The Dallas Mavericks didn't want it. And I'm sure Mark Cuban had something to do with that. Well, they wanted to trade him. And so yeah. if they let him sign that, they weren't going to be able to trade him as, when they wanted to. Yeah. Dallas has done a bang-up job. It's almost as bad as, like, we make fun of teams for drafting. This is them with just in, in-house personnel. Yeah. What are you laughing at? No, just, like, them doing a horrible job. It's because, like, Cuban is, like, cocky Cuban's shit for dumb. no reason. I don't yeah. understand. He's, bad. like, one of the greatest businessmen of all time. But, like, running a franchise, the Dirk thing was an outlier. I mean. Yeah. Well, it helps when you got one of the best players. One of the best power forwards of all time. And same. And then you stumble into Luka Doncic. One of the best. Yeah. Can turn into one of the best point guards. Shout out to them trading up for him. That that yeah. was a major move. Put Luca on the Hawks. But building around Luca, yikes. Yeah. Not no, been uh, good at all. Because it wasn't like as much as you and I were so upset that the Grizzlies didn't make more trades, all Dallas really needed to do was fine tune some positions. It's a hedges thing, yeah. Fine tune some positions, and you're probably still at that five seed. Exactly. And take a swing in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't I'd give rather, up assets. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather take a swing in the offseason where they have at least, shoot. Two exactly. weeks to play together before they actually go on a court for a game yeah. that counts. Yeah. Like you traded for somebody that had never played with anybody on this team, and you only had twenty games left. Mm-hmm. Like if it didn't work, it didn't work. And I'm looking at this Western Conference, bro. And I know we're biased. We live in Memphis. Whatever. We have a chance. I'm not scared. I used to be scared of the Warriors. Their road record being eight and whatever it is now. Have they won one recently? The Grizzlies are the best home team in the league. They're yeah. 31 and five at home with home court advantage for most of the playoffs. I think they're destined for a conference finals run, even if they run into Golden State or LA in the first round. Yeah. I'm not scared of it. Well, we won't have to worry about Golden State. Sacramento's got to go through them, but I hope Sacramento wins because a Grizz Sacramento second round matchup. Yeah. Be all up on that, That'd dude. If we draw the Timberwolves or Pelicans in the first That's round, thump. dude, That's give me an effing break. We would, what we might we win that in four. About? Yeah, we might be generous and let them get one and win in five. But that's gonna be like it's playing out exactly how we want it to. I could see we just don't want to get the one seed. Don't. Yeah, I, we need the Lakers to stay there at nine. You're exactly yeah. right. If they do, I'm still not all that scared. We play well against LA. We play well, it's just on the road would scare me. Because yeah. you're, you're there. Like, as much as we talked about, you leave immediately after you play Atlanta. In the playoffs, you're there for three nights. Four, most likely. D'Angelo Russell's always a shell of himself, though. Yeah, he's garbage against Grizzlies. Yeah. Like, as like as CJ McCollum's a Grizz killer, yeah. D'Angelo Russell's the complete opposite. <laughs> AD against Jaron Jackson's a great matchup now. Yeah. I mean, and Dylan against LeBron, I mean, that's... That's must-watch TV. Yeah, I'd love it. The must-watch TV. And I'd love winning in five games. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Brooks like, found out last night was the funniest thing. Oh, my thing. God, Dude, bro. his warm-up. All right, so you know how, like, Tyus and Luke and Ard, their warm-ups go by in 15 minutes because they make everything they shoot. Dylan looks like he's mowing a lawn. He's got, like, a cut-off shirt. <laughs> like, he literally looks like he's about to throw on a pair of New Balances and mow a lawn. I bet you if I timed it, like, I put my – because I walked out as Dylan's walking out to do his warm-up, right? If I put my stopwatch on – that thing took 45 and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, that man was out there bricking everything. Like, they had to shoot the same shot, like, 25 times just for him to make one. Yeah. Like, you know how Devin says, I, I sit there and wait, wait till they get three makes in a row? I don't think Dylan had three <laughs> makes in a row. Like, he had to crop that together because <laughs> it was Dylan pitiful. And, I mean, he didn't play horribly, but some of the fouls were ticky-tack. I will shout out his shot selection. His, his passing has been amazing. He yes. knows his role now. I'm just proud of Dylan Brooks, even though he is a strange, strange person. Yeah. Do you He's give him the extension? You know, I was literally sitting here, like, thinking, like, how much would we pay him? If you give him eight to ten mil a year, I'd be okay with it. But if you give him back at the same thing where it's, like, 15 to 17, no. Mm-hmm. I think he for what he does for your team, which is 
he plays all NBA caliber defense. Mm-hmm. And not just on every player every night. He plays the best player every night. He can guard Trey Young one night and Julius Randle the next. Yeah. Like, he's that versatile as a defender. Or last year in the playoffs, Stephen Adams gets played off the court. He's guarding Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns or Stephen Curry. Yeah. Like, it, his, he's so versatile on defense. And I, you never have, like, as crazy as he is, you never have to doubt how much effort he's going to put into that. Like, we, I, I think we, we keep him. Can we finally... Can you tip your hat at Zach Kleiman for the trade deadline? Oh, no. I was never upset about Luke Kennard. I wanted more. I know. Luke Kennard's giving me everything and more than but, I wanted. But I'm saying. Oh, no. I'll tip my hat to him. Okay, good. Another incredible trade deadline. No, it was. It was. <laughs> like, the fact that. Gave up nothing. Luke Kennard's made probably more threes in the, what, mm-hmm. 15, 20 games he's played for our team than anybody else on our team has. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not even joking. Exactly. Like, he's been incredible. Yeah. Thanks. Um, shout out Samuel and Chad. He said the Mavs should have kept Brunson and kept Porzingis or waited till they got more for him. They'd have a starting lineup of Jalen Brunson, Luka, Luka Dorian Finney-Smith, Christian Wood, Kristaps Porzingis, and still had assets. I absolutely yeah. agree, bro. That's fair. I absolutely agree. Let's get into these final topics because, Cooper, you and I have to have some conversations as well. <laughs> but we um, before that, a little bit of NFL. We're going to touch on this real quick. Lamar Jackson. He tweeted out today um, that he requested a trade almost a month ago. This was unknown. He tweeted it out by himself. He said, let me personally answer your questions in regards to my future plans. As of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization, for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that has met me or been around me knows I love the game of football, and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I, no matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to the fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again, Truz. I hadn't read that yet. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you see what John Harbaugh said? Yeah, that he believes he will stay as a Raven. The news came across. I saw this on Reddit. This was from a Colts uh, reporter, so it may be a little bit biased. But he got news. He didn't have Lamar's name in it, and this was before – Lamar tweeted this out. I saw this last night. He got news that an Indianapolis Colts plane spent most of last week in Baltimore. And Interesting. Nobody knows why. Interesting. Be a really good fit for him. The Jets, another thing about Lamar, they're not even touching this. No, they want Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Which leads me to a question. I'll get back to this Lamar thing. But Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Ceiling for the Jets with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Look, man, it's just the wrong conference. I think that they can be it. They can be. They're up there with the Chiefs. They're up there with all the contenders with Cincinnati. But look, I mean, you go up against Joe Burrow. Yeah, you go up against Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Like, go either way. Doesn't matter how good your team is around them. I think realistically, they're definitely like the floor is a playoff team. Like, and Buffalo is going to have something to say about all this still. Like, Like, I just feel like, like you said, wrong conference. Like. The conference to take advantage of is the NFC. Yeah. The Packers just didn't want to do anything for them. Yeah, I would went to San Francisco. You and me both. Yeah. But, but I just like, wanted to see your thoughts on that. Just makes sense. As, as far as Lamar goes, I kind of I've always been on the I'll believe it when I see it train. Like I just feel right. like there's no way that Baltimore is like, yeah, okay, you can uh, yeah. we'll trade you. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't see that. Like, yes, Lamar doesn't really have the playoff success, he, but he has an MVP. This dude is electric. You're just never willing to you, – you just keep drafting running backs in the first, second round instead of a wide receiver in the first, second round. Right. Like, I just feel like allowing him to cook in a different way than just running and running and running would be beneficial for this team. This team's always right there in the thick of things come playoff time. They haven't made it some years, but they've made it other years. So, like, I just Absolutely. feel like I, – I agree with Harbaugh. I do think – Lamar's going to stay on this team, but they're going to have to give him a contract, like an, an extension, not just playing on the franchise tag. Because at the end of the day, we've seen players hold out and not sign one. So, like, what do you think happens? I think they get a contract extension knocked out. I, I just, so. I just cannot see a world where Baltimore, Baltimore's dumb enough to like lose him. I just feel like Baltimore's organization, like as bad as we were talking about the Mavericks and, uh, uh, oh, poop. What's the dude's name? Uh, GM of the Mavericks. Uh, or owner. Uh, Mark Cuban. Cuban, thank you. Mm-hmm. As bad as Cuban is, the Ravens are the complete opposite. I feel like this has been such a well-run organization year in and year out. And they're, and 
I just don't see them losing them. Yeah, I just don't I see it. Like, I'll, I, at the end of the day, I'll be the first one to say I was wrong. They lost them. I just cannot feasibly see them giving up that. I absolutely agree. I think I don't because the market for Lamar. I look at Atlanta. They're they're a team. I would include Washington, Indianapolis for sure. I'm looking around the league. I honestly, if I were to choose one of those teams, I'd go Indianapolis. I think just with their defense. Taylor, and you don't – yeah, and Jonathan Taylor being insane. And you don't need a wealth of wide receivers around Lamar Jackson. Lamar and Jonathan Taylor would be absolutely insane. Yeah. If I was him, I'd want to go to Indy. But, yeah, I'd agree with you. I think he will up staying with the Baltimore Ravens. Let's get into our housekeeping stuff now, why don't we? You and I, we're planning to go to uh, the Grizzlies Magic game tomorrow. So if you guys are in the building, we will be there too, hopefully. I was just checking the injury report for that, bro. It hasn't been submitted. Uh, and I will tell you, like, the reason I'm asking this question, I was working out, you know, my boy Martavius. Yeah. Do you mind if he goes with us, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to meet him. Sounds good, because tomorrow, I was thinking you, like, what time you want to Cause I, Martavis gets off work at five. We're just gonna ride down with him. Okay. And do you want to get here at like four? Look at apartments and shit. Yeah, that'll work. Are you, you working tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. All right. We can look at apartments and then go downtown. That'll work. Like five, we'll drive up to the to Regions and Carville. That'll work. Uh, do you want to go ahead and get tickets now? Cause he's buying them. I'm just Venmoing them for uh, R two. Okay. Uh, do you want to get tickets now, or does it matter? I don't think it will. I think everybody's going to play. I do, too. It'd be different if it was a back-to-back. I'd yeah. be worried. I think everybody's going to play. I know we're playing the th- the Magic, but I feel like everybody's yeah. going to play. I do, too. And I'm looking at Magic. They did fulfill. Paulo Bencaro is going to be playing. Yeah. Good. So, uh, at the end of the day, I want to see him. Yeah, I do, too. And I also kind of want to see Cole Anthony. I'm not going to lie. And this is going to be like the last like cheap game for a while because yeah. we're getting into the playoffs. Other than Portland, but Dame's most definitely not going to be playing. And Ja, I'd be shocked if he played in that one. Yeah. I just think the Magic on a Tuesday night would be the last like affordable game. Yeah. So I'll tell, I'll call Martavius and tell him to uh, buy the tickets because they were good. Uh, another thing I had to ask you. Uh, as far as the apartments, I made a list. Okay, Those of you who don't know, Cooper and I, we're uh, moving in together here soon. We're going to have our studio and everything, brand new studio. I'm also going to get um, like Mike stands for us, Cooper, to okay. go with the couch, get some custom mics for we're us. Gonna I also, I'm going to get a background. I'm going to show you like the background and stuff I'm looking at. And I'm excited because we're going to have a brand new podcast studio. Hopefully some new equipment. I'm going to get us a mixer, get the quality up. I, I'm looking forward to what we're going to do to the podcast. Um I want to ask you about that Six Lack album. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my god! I only got a chance to listen to, like, four or five songs of it. Oh, so you didn't get to the good parts. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's like, so he he teases you with, like, the first five songs. Because I was sitting there, I'm like, all right, this is is good. Like, this is up to par with what he typically does. Like, it's good vibes, chill. And Leo was like, yeah, it's a good spring album. And then, man. It got to like that six, seven song. It tugged on that tart shit. Every time I was like, oh my gosh, this is a banger. This is a banger. I played like three songs on repeat like a few times. Let's like, go. You get to the bottom of that and it's, it's dope. Yeah. I was like, all right, Six Lack, pop off. <laughs> and dude, Friday, <laughs> the new album's coming out. So yeah, Six Lack drop a 19 song album, which also that in itself. I love when artists <laughs> oh, no, drop like I, big songs. I got clarify, Crazy Q, I said that sounded sus, bro. Bro, we got like. Yeah, she's probably kids. I gotta imagine. <laughs> but like, when you get in your twenties, bro, you, you find roommates. Yeah. yeah, you find roommates. It was cheaper. Like, yeah. Anyways, Shout out. yeah, we got we got our own space and everything. Not like exactly. we'd be cuddled up and shit. Yeah, we're not gonna be cuddled up. Well, back to the six lack album. Yeah, but no, it's fire. Um, Fallout Boys album was pretty good. Uh, Ed Sheeran dropped a song. It was pretty good. Mm. I'm not a huge Luke Combs fan, but if you force me to listen to country, I'll listen to Luke Combs. I better play. I bet uh, he doesn't want to say his, his name, but I bet. Oh, he was, was having a great day. Ed yeah. Sheeran, yeah. I yeah, great day. Yeah. I already texted him about it. <laughs> I love it, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited because I got, so I made a document about like their four apartments. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to show you tomorrow. Bet. I'm super excited. Bet. But yeah, the six lock album, I'm going to have to give it another listen. No, it's 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 fun. So I only got, because I only, whenever I was driving somewhere, it was like a 15 minute drive and that's all I was able to yeah, listen to. Yeah, no, so. it's, it's for you go. I, I, I don't expect anything less of no, six like man. Let's go to the chat. This is the part of the podcast where we answer 
uh, what you guys want to talk about. So, chat, make sure to drop some questions. I'm going to remind you and type it in as well. Let's start with our first question from Case saying, do you think the Vikings will trade for Lamar since they didn't re-sign Kirk Cousins? Great question. I mean, it could work. That'd be another trade spot, but I just look at like Justin Jefferson and the uh, and old Dalvin Cook. I just think the Colts is the perfect spot. I really do. Yeah. I just, if we're being honest, like I said, I just really want him to stay in Ravens. I feel like exactly. the Ravens are the team that gave him a chance to begin with. So, until I see differently, I don't know how to wrap my head around another team. If right, I'm being exactly. completely honest. I'm being stubborn with it, but I just don't know how I can wrap my head around a different team than yeah. the Ravens. I, I get it, too. I, I just don't know, man, because he seems so put out. And the fact that yeah. – why did – you have to get to that. Why did he tweet that shit out today? <laughs> I'm done, bro. <laughs> why did he tweet that shit out today? <laughs> Go ahead, bro. To be honest, I don't really know. I mean, I feel like we're... we're <laughs> Have you answered that question? You go, to be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that... Uh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. Look at Chad if you want a good laugh, bro. Yeah, if you want a good laugh. <laughs> um, I just feel like we're in a day and age where, like, athletes just say what they want to say. Like, I mean, we saw... And he has no agent. He just yeah. wants to speak out for himself. Be transparent with the fans. Yeah. I get it. I just don't um, know if it was a leverage play at all. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it either. Why not keep it in-house? It's it's odd that not only did he release that, but then not 10 minutes later did Harbaugh already say, oh, we're going to keep him. Exactly. Yeah. That seems fishy. And it seems like it's been solved, too, because they're still talking. Another report came yeah. out uh, later today saying they're still talking. Tyrone Hoops asks, what do you think about uh, my 49ers quarterback situation? I think you're fine. Yeah, I you're do. Fine. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I would have made that decision, but that's long gone. It's out of the realm of possibility. I think um, with the guy they have, they're, they're nah, fine. Brock I, Purdy showed you he can be a franchise quarterback. Brock Purdy's great. Now, Especially with the Trey system. Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. Brock Purdy's good. Yeah. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream right now. Um, Ty DeRidlo, how do you how do you feel about the New York Jets signing OBJ and Rodgers? They signed OBJ. They have not signed OBJ, but obviously Aaron Rodgers was on that list. Aaron Rodgers had put the list together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And OBJ was on it. Um, I think the Alan Lazard he said in his press conference, Aaron Rodgers is the only reason I'm here. I think they're good enough on weapons right now. Yeah, they're they're fine on weapons. Um, that team's just gonna be. Is the offensive line going to hold up, and can the defense hold up? Like, that's all that team's going to be. Sauce Gardner's electric, but everybody else has got to play electric, too. So, like, that's going to be that team. And like you said, they have to play the Bills twice. Mm -hmm. You got to play the Chiefs. You got to play uh, – who am I blanking on? Uh, Chargers. I think the Chargers yeah, yeah. are beasts. Like, I mean, you got to play too many teams over there with younger quarterbacks, just as much weapons – and there's probably some teams over there with better defenses. So, exactly. like, it's just – you're banking on a 37-year-old quarterback? Right. 37? He's 36, 37, 38. I don't know how old he is. He's, he's old. older. He's yeah. old. He's older. Um, you're banking on that guy to win you a Super Bowl, and I just don't know he, if he has one in him. Like, at the end of the day, yes, he's had bad receiving situations. We haven't seen him win in a really long time. If he gets to the New York Jets, that is one of the – Top three spots he could be at, like we said earlier, wrong conference. I do see a lot of familiar faces in chess, so shout out J8 Sports and Tyrone Hoops. Uh, Tyrone and both short kid 11 asks, how far do you think the Grizzlies will make it? You and I were just talking about this, man. I think it's – I'm getting close to saying pencil them in for a Western Conference Finals, ceiling, finals. Yeah. Because I think – Look, bias aside, I think the champions out of the East, whoever makes it out of that, if it's Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly, one of those people will win the NBA championship. I think the Grizzlies have the capability with with this depleted-ass Western Conference to make the NBA Finals. But I'd say more realistically, Conference Finals for sure. I think, I think they can definitely make Conference Finals. I'm not going to put them in the Finals just yet because we haven't made it to the Conference Finals yet. So I think putting it Conference Finals is – Feasible expectations. Exactly. I think it's reasonable. So, I'll yeah. just go conference finals. Yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, so, Tyrone Hoops asked one through four through each division. I, w I just want to do the AFC East real quick because we were talking about the uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. Let's predict the AFC East um, one through four for next season. Miami was the other team, by the way. Uh, because it's <laughs> – I, I forgot you, about Miami. Yeah. By the way, I did see uh, – I can't remember who it was. It was an ESPN personality, old teammate. I think it was Teddy Bruschi maybe. He had said that he thinks Tom Brady's going to come back to the Dolphins. By the way, that would be insane because I think be the insane. Dolphins have all the pieces in the world. They just to, the quarterback. 
Yeah, they do, do just need a quarterback. I, I say Buffalo repeats again as champs. I'm going to say with Aaron Rodgers, assuming everything goes through, the, the New York Jets are going to be second. Dolphins are going to be third, but a good third. Yeah. Uh, I think they have another – I think they can get a 10-win season. The Pats, I think, finishing last. Yeah, the Pats are not going to be good. I'm, I'm going to be – The Lamar Jackson shit, whatever, but I don't know if you saw their tweet or whatever. I didn't, but I, I'm going to be wild. I have the Jets one, Bills two, Dolphins three. Eagles or the England Patriots at four. I just feel like the Bills lost a few key pieces on defense, and I don't think they've really done much. You said the Jets, you think? Yeah, win? I think Jets might win that one. I think it's going to be one of those things though, where like, oh, it's going to be twelve wins, eleven wins, ten wins. Like, it's going to be really tight right there, and I think they could potentially have three teams make the playoffs, like the NFC East did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be really tight, but I do think the Jets can probably overtake the Bills. I just think yeah. Bills have lost a lot. But I still just don't think that Aaron Rodgers is an immediate championship lock. Right. Like, especially the Bengals got significantly better in my eyes. I think the uh, Jags are going to take another step and be just as good. Kansas City's Kansas City. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, we've been expecting a lot from them. What can they do now? Like, I mean, I just feel like I'd put those teams ahead of the Jets in the playoffs. I would too. I would too. I, I'd go Kansas City and probably Buffalo and, and definitely Cincinnati. Yeah, 1,000% Cincinnati. Yeah, because that, that's what I think. I think the Jets are going to be a really good team. You know, AFC is just going to be really, really tough. Ty Riddler said, if you played in the NBA right now, what would be your first team to play with this year? Obviously, it would be the Memphis Grizzlies, but let's just exclude that and make it, make it more fun. Coop, I think uh, – both you and I are short. I like to say I was a point guard in high school, so I, I want to go somewhere I can uh, be a point guard be for a team. Or, yeah. yeah, I'd say the Clippers would be fun with PG and um, PG and Kawhi because they don't really have a true point guard. If you want to say Russell Westbrook, whatever. But team. go ahead. I'm going to the Dallas Mavericks. I'm I I did play point guard, but I'm not a good ball handler. So <laughs> I help give Luka. that shit to Luca. I, I hand that ball to Luca. Knock down some threes. I, I can maybe knock down some threes. I'm not the greatest three point shooter. You'd rather me be. You'd be inside. wide ass open. Though. Yeah, I'd be wide open. So I'd <laughs> shoot them. Um, but I I'm I'm just a hustler. I feel like if you had to compare me to somebody, I can't compare myself to an NBA player because that's just uncalled for. Because yeah, same here. Good at basketball, but same like. Here. Maybe a Josh Hart mold. I'll play some defense. Yeah, gotta, I'll get some rebounds. Got to throw it in for sure. I think, can't shoot the three, though. And just to piss you off, I think a Lakers would be another spot for me I'd like to play. You know, play with the king, LeBron James, one of the goats. Like um, the other team would be Miami. Throw it to Anthony though. Davis. I was thinking Miami. Just Miami. to be in South Beach Bro, with, South like, Beach. millions of dollars. But yeah. Jimmy Butler. That'd yeah. be my dog. Be, I love Jimmy that'd Butler. That'd be tough. There'd be a lot of extracurricular activities for me. <laughs> Miami. I'm just kidding. You'd be like I, right I'm along, not John Moran. You'd be like right along to Kevin Hart with <laughs> Ice Cube. Bro, I was writing a, um, like a YouTube short today, and it's about Zion. If he'll, what, what they say? Shout out Samuel. He said the math would probably, probably start, start y'all. With their brain <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right, Sam. Um, I was making a YouTube short today, and it was about Zion. Will he ever play again? Their update. He's going to be reevaluated. And I'd given – by the way, he's now missed over 60% of his career, 191 games in total. And I said, meanwhile, the pick behind him has now led his team, John Morant, led his team to back-to-back two seeds. And I threw in a little line after that. I was like, just don't put a 17-year-old in front of him. Just <laughs> – it's like rough. I'm just saying. He will knock his ass out. John's the best player in that draft class. Change he is. By far. Change my mind. By far. All right, a couple more questions for uh, Coop and I have to get out of here. Um, Let's see here. Did LeBron get injured again, rookie ass? No, he did not. He just released what his injury was, and that was a torn tendon. He's a fool. Fastest healer of all time, huh? Apparently. Wyatt asks, what are your guys' favorite teams for basketball? Obviously, Memphis Grizzlies, Grizzlies are number one. Do you, Let's say an East team. Who's your favorite East team, bro? I'm going to go probably the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls or Miami Heat. If you ask Chicago. my dad, he would say the Boston Celtics because he grew up as a Celtics fan. But it's for valid. me, um, this year in particular has been basically the Pacers if I've watched any game from the East because I Shout love out hoops. Yeah. Um, because for me, I root for players more than I do like teams. Sometimes as in most, basketball. So like, as most NBA my boy Javon Carter's been on the Bucks. That is the most bizarre. Hey, I don't know if I took a picture of it or not, but I'm gonna look for it. Javon Carter was like up there in some statistical category. I was like, what? Did you like my drunk yelling at Javon Carter earlier yeah, this year? I wish he had turned around. 
I wish he had. And he was like, no, it's another drunk, short kid yelling at me. And I was like, yeah, Coop, I'm sorry, bud. He's, I can't get he his attention. Want, he don't want this. He doesn't want to hear it, man. Oh, I didn't take a picture of it. That's tough. But I saw he was out there for something. But I don't know. It'd probably be one of those teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, Trenton asks, who do you think the best power forward ever is? That's a, that's a fantastic question, bro. I think Tim Duncan's definitely got to yeah, be in that conversation. Tim Duncan or Dirk Nowitzki. Interesting. Or Larry Bird. Larry Bird's a power forward. Yeah, I think I think he's a small forward. Um, but yeah. So that's what I know. I think Tim Duncan's up Tim there. Tim Duncan's Dirk's easily. definitely up there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, will Luca? By the by the way, everyone leave a like on stream right now. We're only have one or two questions left. Uh, let's see. Will Luca ever win a chip? My answer to that question. As much as I hate this, I love like non-big markets like L.A., non-New York. Like, you and I are Memphis fans, so we like players to stay where they get drafted. He's going to have to leave Dallas to win a chip. Mark Cuban's That's ego fair. will get in the way of it. That's fair. That's fair. Where does he win a chip if he does? That's more difficult than... Hmm. I'm trying to think of a small market that could use him right now. I mean, there's, every team could use him. Let me rephrase that. Every yeah. team could use a Luka Doncic because he's incredible. But as far as teams are concerned, I don't know. That's difficult. It is difficult. Because, like, if you keep the same orientation of a team, I don't know. Maybe Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know, but that's a weird Yeah, everything, fit. the giddy thing. Yeah, that's a weird fit. I think if contracts weren't a thing, Clippers couldn't get them, but... Clippers. I was gonna say Miami because him and Jimmy Butler would be kind of fun, I'd but love the spacing's that. garbage. Still, yeah. you need a three-point shooting team around him. Basically, swap out him for Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if they played together, that'd be yeah. dope too. But. Yeah, if they played together, that'd be that'd be dope. I don't so. know. There's a lot of teams. I feel like Luca's one of the best players to come through the league right now. So I did see another question. I want to answer. This will be the last question. Um, shit. Where was it, bro? It was a good ass question. Was the Cowboys one? Oh, is there a Cowboys one now? No, there was. I don't know where it is. Anyways, best PG of all time. We'll just answer that real quick. Shout out William. Magic Johnson. Go Magic. Or John Stockton. If we're going strictly a point guard, I mean, the man that leads the league in assists and steals. I think I agree with you realistically. I think it is Magic. Nostalgia for me, Allen Iverson. Yeah, that's just your favorite point guard. That is just That's your favorite. favorite point guard of all time. Best point guard of all time. We agree, Magic Johnson. And then John Moran has recently trumped Allen Iverson for me. My favorite point guard of all time is Javon Carter. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I get that the Grizzlies drafted him. That is just bizarre. I mean, there's nothing – like, he plays good defense, and he's an okay three-point shooter. He's bald. He's like 25, and he looks like he's about to turn 42. Are you a hater? No, I'm not a hater. I just don't get your obsession with him. I just love Javon Carter. I know you do. He was Tony Allen 2.0 and they gave up on him. <laughs> I'd take Tyus Jones and John Morant oh, over Javon Carter. I'm I sorry. Would I would too. <laughs> Not Dylan Brooks? Be honest, Dylan Brooks, Javon Carter. No, I'd take, I'd take Dylan Brooks right now over Javon wow. Carter. Because of the problem? reasons we just said, bro. He can guard Cat and then Trey Young. I'm just, I'm just pulling for sure. I know. You know, I'm just pulling yours. It was good catching up with you. I'm so glad you're back from Atlanta. Uh, Grizzlies fans, if you're going to be in the building for the Magic game tomorrow, we will too. We're about to pull the trigger on that right now. Um, Y'all be sure to tune in to Grizz Talk on Wednesday and then the Hampton Sports Podcast, which is what you're watching right now on Thursday. We will be here on Thursday. Normal time, 530. Uh, way to go a little early because of work today. But, hey, new studio coming soon. Hopefully uh, next month or the month after that. Really excited about that. And y'all make sure to leave a like on stream. Love you guys so much. And see you guys next time. Cooper, we have a good, good, good night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. Go Grizz, baby. Go Grizz.